What's going on, guys? Welcome to The Holy Hustle. My name's Jalen. And my name's Zach. Here at The Holy Hustle, our goal is to provide real-life examples, our experiences, and provide practical steps to help you become a true disciple of Jesus in our world today. And just to do life together. So without further ado, make sure you guys hit the follow button, the like button, the subscribe button, and you come back every week for a new episode. Let's get right into it. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Holy Hustle. My name's Jalen. My name's Zach. And this is episode nine. Nine. We're almost to ten. Yeah, ten. Almost to ten. Uh, what's going on? What's new? Just got back from the dentist, feeling clean in the mouth. Dude, was, what's up? You go, you go, you go. So I uh, went to the dentist last time, and I was like, "All right," and they were like, "You don't have any cavities or any problems or anything like that." But um, well, they're trying to get me to spend some money on my one of my teeth, and I'm like, not having it, bro. I think they're trying to get me. But anyway. Um, they were like, but you need to do better at flossing. And I'm like, I floss every day. And they're they like, say that every yeah. time. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Like cut my gums open every night or what? Um, and so I was like, I took it personal. I'm like, all right. And so this time I went to the dentist and they looked at my teeth and I was like flossing, bro, like in there. And they're like, wow, it looks really good. Like you did a good job. And I was like, yeah, put some respect in my name. <laughs> I've been flossing. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Last time I went to the dentist, so my aunt's a dental hygienist. Oh, okay. And so I get hooked up. Um, I you got back like, to Iowa for that. Yeah, Ooh. I got like whitening trays and everything. So okay. Um, but last time I went, I actually I had a cavity, mm. and I don't really do sugar like ever. Okay, almost ever. Yeah, almost. <laughs> Liar. But uh, uh, my aunt said the reason was because well, last year I saw that contract with Celsius, and oh. they said all the acid from energy drinks because mm. there's a lot of acid in like energy drinks and all that other type right. of stuff. Um, pre-workout all that anyway that's basically how it happened i was like bro i don't even i don't do sugar yeah. like what how did i get a cavity Dang. anyway so i had to get a filling and um <laughs> it was actually so funny because <laughs> half of my face was numb yeah yeah and so i'm like smiling like this for like a whole day <laughs> yeah did you like chew on your tongue in your mouth or yes yeah yeah because they're like, oh, you got to be careful. It's going to be numb in there. Yeah. And then you get going and you're like, oh, it's nothing. And then you get done next day and you're like, oh. I like this. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Dude, uh, LeBron. Dude, the GOAT. <laughs> He's going crazy. <laughs> Me and Zach were talking about this the other day. Uh, dude, just don't poke the bear. Man. Yeah. Don't poke the bear, bro. <laughs> like, the fact, too, that you would even consider, like, talking crap about like one of the best players in the world or yeah. like he's washed he's 40 and yeah he can't hoop anymore and he can't like dylan brooks tried to say he can't go left LeBron the dude's been in the <laughs> bro, bro is probably ambidextrous by now yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's like a high schooler excuse yeah and anyway dylan brooks and the grizzlies got that work yeah yeah what was that last night uh two nights ago two nights ago they played again tonight yeah they played tonight hopefully they close it out tonight yeah i was watching and when Ja like uh, stole, I think he stole the ball, drove down like five seconds left, or eight seconds left in the game, hit the layup. Yeah. I was like, eight seconds, doable. <laughs> that's that's like much, that's like Pat Mahomes time. with thirteen. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, we good. Yeah, you're like, thank you for giving me another memory. Yeah, now I get to watch him yes. do it again. But yeah, no, it's so good. It's so cool to watch people who are just like the the best at what they do, like at their craft. Um, you, you know, you think of like musicians and artists and athletes and yeah, you know people that can speak about God elegantly mm -hmm. and teachers and all that other kind of stuff. When you watch them work, you're like, man, like it's there's beautiful. a central theme yeah. of like hard work and like dedication. And I have and a lot of respect for people who like spend their life 
into something, especially when it's God, obviously. Right. But when you give your life into something and you like get something back from it, I think that's super cool. And it's so awesome too, just to see that like God gifts, gives people so many amazing gifts. Yeah. Like, LeBron, yeah, I'm sure he worked hard, but bro was dunking stupidly at 18. <laughs> yeah. That's only God. <laughs> yeah, he was built to play basketball among a lot of yeah. other things. But like physically, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah. He was not supposed to work at T-Mobile and call center, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's funny, bro. What we got today? Uh, today, I think we're talking about what it means to be a servant. Mm. Seems to be so a pretty good. important thing to Jesus. So we figured it was a good time to talk about it. And we actually sat here and talked probably a whole podcast worth before we even started. <laughs> we do this every time. Yeah. So it's really cool. But um, we have a lot of dreams and ambitions for what we can talk about here. But it takes like a lot to study. So like if it we does, a week, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like too, um, as much as we want to say like, because me and Zach, we could sit in a room and talk together for probably not hours, days. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just ask each other questions and whatnot. But, like, we're here to try and help you guys. Mm -hmm. And we can't do that with just the knowledge that we think we have. Yeah. So if we don't come prepared and we don't really dwell on the word and um, allow God to speak to us, it's kind of hard to sit in a room and um, come up with a bunch of stuff <laughs> that we don't really always know the answer to. So, yeah. Um, no, we're, we're excited to talk about this one for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, what, like you know, I feel like one of the early things that I started to hear, like one of the early themes I started to hear when I decided to like give my life to Christ, um, like immaturely, you know, mm -hmm. younger, didn't really fully understand the gravity, right. the gravity of it. It was like, everyone's like, oh, you know, be a servant leader. They talk about sports, you know, the best type of leaders are servant leaders and all that other kind of stuff. Right. And it just kind of flies by the wayside because you hear it so much. Um, and then you get into the real world and you're like, okay, I can use this, you know, I can apply this thing I learned from sports in the real world and like work my way up the corporate ladder mm -hmm. or, you know, in the, in the whatever space that I'm in. Um, but then you see Jesus display it and you're like, and even like you hear the stories, but then until you go and read for yourself, um, it's hard to like see, feel that attachment. But anyway, you start to see the way Jesus carried himself and like his whole mission of life was service. Right. And it goes from being just a word that you hear so much and is no different than hearing the word and or what's up or whatever mm. to a word that has power and like a lot of weight behind mm. it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, man, super excited. That's so, really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll start, I'll start with the first like question that okay. I had. Um, and it says, what does it look like to serve others? And I'm going to read straight off of my notes because I Let's thought go. I had a pretty decent point. Yeah. Um, so it says serving others is oftentimes one of the most helpful and simple ways to make another person feel loved or valued. Not only is serving found several times throughout the Bible, but it is a known principle in human society to show you care and love for someone. Serving also doesn't always mean buying or excuse me, buying for the needy or showing up to a community service event, even though we are called to do those things. Mm -hmm. But giving is the core to being a good servant, not just giving items, rather giving attention, time, understanding and comprehending of others who may not even need your serving, but rather you feel the urge to want to. And then a yeah, verse yeah. that I had that went with it was Proverbs nineteen seventeen. Excuse me. And it says, whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord and he will repay him for his deed. Think of it as that really, really nice person that you always run into and you're like, bro, why is this person so nice? Yeah. And truthfully, I think it's because they have a servant heart. They just want to help other people, other people feel loved and serve them any way that they can. Mm -hmm. And personally, I think if we look at the life of Jesus, we can understand a lot more of what it looks like to serve others and why we should. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was very well said first. And, and second, kind of made me think about like, you know, you think about your parents and the qualities that you get from them. You know, um, I, I'm blessed enough to have like, you know, three, four parents in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, he's passed away now. Uh, God rest his soul. But, you know, you kind of adopt and like inherit characteristics from your parent. Mm-hmm. And if God is our ultimate father, then we adopt those same like characteristics from him. Right. And boy, was he serving Israel. <laughs> and is he not serving us today? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, everything that you talked about is just like hitting the nail on the head. Yeah. Um, I think one, one other thing too, that I really want to emphasize about kind of what I talked about is the fact of giving. Mm-hmm. When I feel like people hear the word giving, they automatically think of an item or money. Yeah. That's not necessarily the case. Yeah. Giving time and attention to someone or something can often change their perspective on who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. If I said that, for example, I'm going to use myself and I shouldn't because we're talking about serving. (laughs) But yesterday, um, Ashley's older sister called me. She was at work and her son got sick at school. And so... I don't have a job. I'm not doing anything. (laughs) And so I'm like, yeah, I'll go pick them up or whatever. And, you know, I took the time out of my day to go pick up my hopefully, you know, soon to be nephew in law, technically. Let's go. Yeah. um, uh, From school and basically just hang out with him for the rest of the day. And Ashley's parents, Emily, and like their whole family called me and was like, we can't thank you enough for like what you did. And it's Mm. just like small stuff like that. And it's not that I wanted to do that to like make them feel good, but I was like, no bro. Like these people, they have stuff going on in their lives. Yeah. They don't have the time to go pick up, you know, a kid from school because he's sick. I have the perfect opportunity and perfect time to help the people around me and give my time, give my time to them um, to help make their lives easier. And that's ultimately like all I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. And like, we are representatives of Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Especially when you start to claim to be a Christian. Yeah. Like take some time and decide if that's what you want. You yeah. know, it's not a hard thing, but there's like change that comes from mm-hmm. that. You know, and you got to take ownership of it too. Ownership. And yeah. And like the sacrifice and that act comes. on it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, if you go and they ask, Hey Jalen, um, can you sacrifice a couple hours, you know, five, six hours of your evening and go pick up this kid and spend time with him, a kid that, you know, young kids need help. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They need, right. they need structure. They need figures around them and everything. And you're like, Oh no, you know, I'm just got, I'm just too busy. Right. And then you come and then Ashley comes home and she sees that you're not busy. Yeah. Like what message does that send to her? Mm. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Um, and that's kind of like the human side of things, but yeah. And also it's a joy. I'm, did you have a good time hanging? Oh yeah. Them? Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking to Zach about it a little bit earlier and I was just like, man, it made me excited for the fact that like one day I'm going to have a son that I can spend time with and, you know, be an example of who, you know, he needs to look up to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, that's the thing too, is a lot of people like, again, words are so funny and I'm not going to get into it, but <laughs> <laughs> words are funny, man. Um, you, you hear a word like run mm-hmm. and I just finished this class about like biblical literacy and Bible project, go check it out. It's three hours. I say it all the time. It's going to change your life. Someone, one of these days, someone's going to listen and they're going to go and be like, oh, okay, that's really good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so you hear the word run and you, th- what do you think of? Like someone running. Someone running. Yeah. What about like a car running or syrup running right. down the side yeah. of like a bottle? You yeah. know, running can be fast, running can be slow, running mm-hmm. can be non physical, whatever. Right. Um, so you hear the word serve and 
it feels like you're you have to give or like sacrifice and he's like oh i have to give some part of me up mm-hmm. like i have to lose something in in order for this and yeah that's true you lose time and all that other kind of stuff but what you get back in return Ooh. and it's not that you're doing it for anything in return but what you get back in return the reward which we'll talk about later is far greater than whatever you gave up like yeah. what were you gonna do here sit at home you know play the game yeah play the game even do something really good with your time right read the bible learn more about biblical right. literacy okay the word love like start there read about it learn about it you can't actually learn the word love until you go out and love people mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying the studying and everything like that is cool but like action and service right. and all that yeah. it's beautiful man and that yeah. all that all relates back to jesus too yeah and he's telling us like if you do these things, like, I think we'll talk about it later. We're all, I'm all over the place. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Just really excited to be yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think it's Exodus 28, I want to say. Um, Moses is talking, or God speaks to Moses to tell Israel about, you know, blessing and curse. Like mm-hmm. the blessing for being obedient and the curse from being disobedient. And, you know, you could interpret that one of two ways. You can interpret that as if I go against the grain of God, he's going to punish me and he's going to rash out on me. Or I can take it as God warned me about what happens if I listen and when if I don't. And again, obedience and sacrifice and all these different words and curse, you know, it depends on how you interpret those words. But when you boil it down to the nitty gritty, what God is doing is telling us, like, do this and your life is going to be good. Right. Do this and your life is going to be bad. It's simple, Mm -hmm. you know. And service is one that like, oh, I have to give up time or money or comfortability. Mm. You that's a big that's one. A, yeah. You serve and you sacrifice comfortability, and then you like burst into a new level of like life and being appreciative of everything that's around you. You know, dude, that's so big. I'm glad you said comfort comfortability because that's huge, yeah. bro. That's so big. On Sunday mornings when I wake up and I'm like, dog, mm-hmm. I could text right now and be like, listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not coming to church today. <laughs> I'm not going to be at them doors welcoming people. Yeah, yeah. But instead, it's like, nah, bro. Like, I'm called to step out of my comfort zone. Calling is definitely never found in your comfort zone. I'm going to tell you that. Yeah, never. And yeah. finding that courage to step out of your comfort zone and serve other people. Yeah. You never know. You could find your calling in that space. Mm-hmm. Definitely not telling anyone to go out there and like do anything dangerous. Yeah. But <laughs> what I am saying is like the times where I f- have felt the most alive and like the closest to God and Jesus is when I'm like serving somebody and I'm shaking because I'm like, this could go one of two ways. And the only person that's going to make sure I'm safe is God mm. and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, like so good. protecting me, you know, um, we definitely aren't here to talk about all the stuff that we do. That's actually like our biggest point is yeah, like, don't yeah. talk about ourselves. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. again, it's our experiences. So like going into Lansing and sitting in a room full of guys who are like, like one time we went there and Pastor Kyle was like, he didn't even ask, like he was just in the middle of a sermon and they're like, uh, he said, I don't know what the world has labeled you. And they're like, murderer, murder. Like I hear like 15 people yell murderer, rapist, all this stuff. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm very uncomfortable right now, but this is also the only place in the world I would want to be. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, we we strive so hard and we work so hard in our life for comfortability. And when you go through the par- or when you go through the proverbs, you go through Jesus' life. Like Jesus was not living a comfortable life. Mm-hmm. Dude was traveling. He was doing a lot of things. He was around people with leprosy, the right. worst disease. Right. Yeah. You know, um, and it's infectious. He's around sinners. He's around prostitutes. He's around all these people. And I'm, we're not saying go out and like look for a prostitute and <laughs> share the gospel if you're not ready for that. But yeah. what we are saying is like when you sacrifice your comfortability, you're going to come alive. Mm. You know? Yeah. And that, another point to that too is when you are ready to make that 
sacrifice to step out of your comfort zone and serve other people. Make sure your life looks right too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, obviously when we serve, we're giving, like we talked about, time, attention, stepping out of your comfort zone, even maybe objects or items, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're looking to help other people. But in the same breath too, make sure that when someone sees that you're trying to help them, that your life looks right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I'll go ahead and go ahead. You can keep well, going. But I, I was going to say like, yeah, I, I think that's perfect because, you know, you you can see a homeless person. Mm-hmm. And this one time, I it was like the coolest thing ever. So we live downtown and there's like a good homeless population around us. Um, and we bring food to them and resources and like we'll sit down and like share a meal. Right. And dude, nine times out of ten, they are like before I even bring it up, they'd start talking about Jesus to me and like how they know that this isn't the end and how all their resources come from God. And I'm like, I'm a Christian too. And like, Mm. we start talking about things and they're like, yeah, like God said that he's going to send people to like help us to help the poor. Right. And like, here you are. And again, I'm not patting myself on the back, but one day I saw a girl getting out of her car. She ran up to this guy, gave him a bag of Chick-fil-A, gave him a hug and talked to him for a little bit. And then like, you know, middle of traffic, she just parked her car, ran out, talked to him. Cars are going around her. Um, and I was like, that's what it looks like. That's yeah, what Jesus wants yeah. to do. Put your life on pause, throw mm-hmm. that car in park. Mm-hmm. And again, we're not saying go out and do dangerous things, but like right. that no matter how inconvenient and it's going to be uncomfortable the first time, but the second time you're going to like want that because yeah. again, you're repenting from what you were doing in the past, which, you know, define sin, however you want, not however you want to, but like call a spade a spade, yeah, right. you turn from sin and you start doing goodness and you come alive and you're mm-hmm. like, this is what Jesus is talking about. This is what he's talking about. Yeah. I want more of that. Yeah. So you seek it. And then again, like you're still going to trip up and whatever, but, but yeah, you start doing those things that Jesus did. And you're just like, I have to have more of this. Yeah. Like, I don't care about whatever else. Mm-hmm. Screw everything else. Like, I just want to live like Jesus did, you know? Dude, you know, what's so crazy. So remember the other day when we were talking and you talked about how you don't want to be rich. Yeah. This is kind of off topic, but not really. It kind of, Money kind of deals with this situation. Um, but Zach was like, dude, I don't want to be rich because it says in the Bible that it's harder for a rich pre- person to get into heaven than it is for a camel to fit through the eye of a needle. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. So <laughs> if it's that hard, like I don't want money. Okay. Mm-hmm. But like in the same breath too, um, like I'm in a position where I can comfortably give to people. Yeah. And the other day, Um, it was actually, I think it was the day after church. I had someone hit me up who was in need. Um, Mm -hmm. they actually have like three kids and just not in the ideal situation basically. Yeah. And I was really selfish at first. I'm like very selfish. I was like, man, like, you know, I'm honestly looking for a job myself right now. I'm going to, you know, California this weekend for Ashley's birthday, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, man, I'll just have to. I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah. And then literally not even two minutes later, I feel like God was like slapping me in the back of the, <laughs> back of the neck and was like, bro, Dummy. what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And instantly I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. What, like, let me know how much, how much do you need? Whatever, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I'm not saying that to say that like, you know, money is, money's going to be the happiness for everyone and it's going to fix every situation. Mm-hmm. But there are truly times where like some people are really in need for that. Yeah. And that's not to say that you should get rich and make a bunch of money so that you can give it to everyone in the world. But like when you have the opportunity, if you are financially stable, mm-hmm. that is one thing that I definitely think people should look into doing because 
Yes. Giving your money to someone else is oftentimes going to not make them feel any better. It it will for sure. Yeah. But it's also going to change their life. Like yeah. To see the generosity. physically, like physically speaking, change their life. Like maybe their kids don't have food to eat that night. Yeah. You may have just provided a meal for them. Like yeah. And I'm glad I thought about the fact that we talked about money the other day because it kind of does deal with this. But yeah. all that's to say, like if you have the opportunity to, again, we talked about tithing earlier um, in this podcast, but um, tithing has to do with all that. It, anytime you have the chance to like give your money and still be comfortable yourself, like take yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. And even like giving to the point of uncomfortability mm-hmm. too, to where you're like, man, you know, because yeah. money is the root of all kinds of evil. And um in that whole, it's harder for the, you know, camel to pass through the eye of the needle stuff. Right. Um, there's a lot to unpack there, obviously, but I think the central theme of it, of what Jesus is trying to say is like, if you're defining yourself as a rich person, mm-hmm. it's going to be tough for you to get into heaven. Right. But like when you define yourself and I'm not stepping around the, the scripture, I think that there's merit to like the wealth right. like alone. Yeah. Just look at the church in Laodicea. But anyway, all that to say is like you, you look at it and you're like, okay, this isn't even mine. Mm-hmm. Like the true humility to understand that I'm a, I'm a steward of what God gives me to whom much is given, much is expected. Um, the parable of the farmer who leaves and has the three servants who like plant the, you know, we can go on for days, right, right. but anyway, it's like you are given something, do something with right. it, do good yeah. with this, you know? And when God blesses you with more and like, this is not a give 50 bucks, get 150 bucks, but like you're going to give, And goodness is going to be shown to you because that's what, like, you're being obedient to God's word. You know, Mm -hmm. you're giving, you're taking care of the poor, the sick, the hungry, the needy, the widows, all Mm -hmm. this, the the old, the elderly, all this stuff, all these people who just like have less. Yeah. Um, There's like blessing behind that. And ultimately too, it's, it's also in God's word. You can't serve both. Yeah. You can't serve both God and money. You can't. You're going to hate one and love the other. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Let's look at like the most rich people in the world. Sorry, we're talking about money now. Yeah, I don't know how that's happened. Yeah, it's perfect though. The most rich people in the world, Bill Gates, uh, Mm -hmm. Elon Musk, bro. These dudes probably have, and granted, we don't know their heart, but no soul. Like all they care about is making more money. That's all they care about. Now imagine if they had the money that they had and today they came to God and said, I will do anything you ask of me. Mm -hmm. And God spoke to them and said, give up everything that you have. The rich young ruler. Yeah. Imagine how much <laughs> it would change the world, bro. Like, yeah. yeah. And yeah, man, I, I don't, it's, it's a completely different topic, but I know that mm-hmm. talking about money and serving can definitely, they go hand in hand. Yeah. 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 I, uh, oh, it's tough. Yeah. Let's not go down the money. Yeah, let's, this, yeah, this, was yeah, a, this okay. was a sneak peek into the next money episode. <laughs> so stay tuned. <laughs> um, so, so Jalen, tell me this. Yep. What, what did being a servant mean to Jesus or like, what did it look like? Oh, can I steal yeah, the one that we took? Okay. Okay. We're good. Uh, so I actually had a point to this that says how to serve more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to again, read off my notes. It says serve with your eyes on the promises of God. Trying to serve from a selfish, egotistical and unwilling heart is not what Jesus did or what God has called us to do. Mm. The highest expression of love and service is to obey the Lord. Mm-hmm. Then, um, John 13, one through 17 is, it's basically, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it's talking about how Jesus was, was washing his disciples feet mm-hmm. and washing feet was a servant's job. Like that was only like, 
Israel, like slaves did that. Yeah. Slaves were washing people's feet. And Jesus said, no, let me, let me get down on my knees and wash your feet. Yeah. And I'm going to speak from experience here. Uh, at FCA, when I was in college, we did a little group activity. Um, and this was just football players. So imagine this. <laughs> there's like, there's about 10, 12 guys who are huge football players, like yeah. ready to go like play football right now. And we are all gathered around each other and there's a tub of water and you got to pick your partner or whatever for who you were going to do this with. And you physically got down on your knees and the other person put their feet in the tub and you would wash their feet with Mm. the water. One most humbling experience I've ever done. It was, it, it changed my life and made me think completely different about how, Jesus lived his life on earth. Yeah. The fact that he was the only perfect person in the world and king of, he was, he was the Messiah. Yeah. And he said, no, let me get down on my knees and wash your feet. That's how, that's how much I want to serve you. Most humbling experience ever too. Another thing that we did that we did while we were washing each other's feet was the rest of the group came around and put hands on the person who was getting their feet washed Mm. and praying for them and speaking over their life. And it was, it was just one of the most beautiful things ever. And honestly, like I really encourage people to do it. Um, a, because Jesus did it. Yeah. But two, it'll really put you in a zone and a moment of like, okay, let me be humble. Like, let me serve other people. And, again, washing someone's feet is like very uncomfortable at first. (laughs) Yeah. Very uncomfortable. But when you realize and you feel that the Holy Spirit is working through you and you're serving someone else by stooping to the lowest of lowest, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a perfect picture of the upside down kingdom. That is the Mm -hmm. kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. You know, I was looking at my notes here, Mark 10 45, uh, Jesus talks, Jesus is talking to the sons of Zebedee, which is the sons of thunder, which is kind of cool to me. But anyway, um, talking to them and they come up to Jesus and they're like, you know, we want to be sitting or, you know, the different gospels say it differently, but moral of the story is um, their family's asking for them to sit at the left and right of Jesus, like right, on the throne, yep. you know, in heaven. And he's like telling them like, Hey, you've got it all wrong. Like this is not a place of honor. You know what I'm saying? I only, I can drink the bitter cup of suffering. Um, and he goes on to say, for the son of, I, don't know, I can't even see in my notes, but he says, for the son of, son of man came to serve, or it came not to be served, but to serve. I have that in my notes too. Yeah, it's yep. it's like you can't go you can't go without talking about service without using that scripture yeah. because it just shows that what we think of as high, Jesus is like, no, no, no. He's not like, you're wrong, you need to do it this way. He's saying, no, 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 slow down. Let's look at this a different way. And he shows us by washing the disciples' feet. Um, my favorite example too, or another one of my favorite examples is just like simply him dying on the cross. I had that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so crazy dying on the cross. Yeah. I mean, it's undeniable. Like you look at it and for him to die the death that we deserved, Mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of people are like, well, that seems harsh. Like I didn't deserve to die on the cross. Um, and sin is bad. Like look at the character of God. I will not leave. I will not let sin go unpunished. Exodus 34. Yep. I will not let sin go unpunished. She's not okay with sin. Mm-hmm. If he was okay with sin, then heaven wouldn't be heaven. It mm-hmm. would be more like hell. You right. know what I'm saying? But God's like, I won't let sin go unpunished. Um, so when we sin, we deserve punishment. We deserve the wrath of God. The, yes. All the other tribes that 
then that you know Israel's for some reason dancing through and yeah. like unscathed yeah. for the most part, <laughs> but the other tribes are like getting zapped by God. Like we deserve that, but God looks at us and He's like sinner. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then He looks at Jesus and Jesus is like, yeah, but He's with me. And He's like, okay, you know, I got you. You know, um, that's a very you know low down version of it. But but dude, no, that <clears throat> and that's the big picture too, though. Like yeah. Jesus, the number one thing He did was give his life for us that like mm -hmm. that serving could have that serve alone could have been enough exactly yeah but he did even more and i'll even go back because i had this in my notes i'll even go back before that and say the fact that jesus is god in the flesh yeah god said i'm gonna come down to earth that's mm -hmm. that's another way to serve god said Hold i'm coming on. To i'm coming you. to show you what it looks like yeah yeah he promised you know in the old testament okay I, Dang it, Eve, she took the fruit. Mm -hmm. Like, we're going to have to fix this now. Okay, let's look at Abraham's family. Like, maybe they can get it right. And immediately, Abraham and Sarah, or Sarai at the time, Abraham and Sarai at the time, want to have this big family. And so they take Tamar, their slave wife, and immediately send. And then mm. God's like, dang it. <laughs> like, myself, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, but then, again, like, we keep getting closer and closer and closer. Mm -hmm. And it's like, someone's coming, someone's coming. And it's Jesus. And yep. he's like, I told you I was going to come and save you. Yeah. And I told you I was going to come and show you how to do this. What are you going to do with that now? Yeah. Are you going to turn from this? Mm -hmm. I gave you all the tools, all the resources to have the faith, to have the belief in me. What are you going to do with that now? You know, Dude, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, you're good. You're good. It's so crazy to, uh, see the Bible just like unfold in front of you. Yeah. This is another, it's not really off topic, but I'm in second. Who Sam knows where this conversation yeah. goes? I'm in second Samuel seven right now. Okay. Uh, actually I'm past that, but second Samuel I think it's seven. Okay. Let me let me go to my Bible and actually look at this because this was <laughs> this was really cool when I seen it. Um I thought you just ripped your Bible the I way that I did. I thought I did too, I was like, bro. No. <laughs> it is seven because look how much is highlighted. Yeah, yeah. Uh this is the Lord's covenant with David. Mm -hmm. And while I was reading it, I was like, and this is something that as a believer, I'm like, dude, I'm learning so much more new stuff every day. Yeah. Like and you don't realize how important that stuff is until you actually read mm -hmm. thoroughly the Bible, like, yeah, and understand and interpret what he was actually speaking. And the reason I say this is because it talks again about how God made a promise and a covenant with David that he was going to build him a temple mm -hmm. and bring a king. And again, it talks about Jesus, and it's just so crazy <laughs> to see that, yeah. like, there's so much more in the Bible when you actually sit down and read it. Mm -hmm. And if God made this promise mm -hmm. to protect Israel, mm -hmm. and then he does, yeah, he, or, you know, he, he makes a promise to protect Israel, and he does. He makes a promise to Abraham's family to let that family that's blessed be his family. He makes a promise to Joshua um, to maintain that initial promise. And then, you, you know, you get into David, and he makes a promise that there's a king coming. And yeah. then the prophets start talking about it. Yep. He's like, I'm, and then he, he's continued. What I'm trying to get at, he continuously fulfills on his promises. Right. And now his promise is, if you believe and repent, mm -hmm. you can have everlasting life. So why would we not believe him? Right. Like, he's proved to us, you know? And you know another crazy thing about 2 Samuel 7, too, is, and this relates back to serving, mm -hmm. David was the person who said, yes. he goes, God, let me build you a temple. Let me build you a place to dwell where your yeah. presence can dwell. Please, a new tabernacle. I'm, I'm, yes. Let me build you a new tabernacle. And God says, nah, I'm yeah. good. I'm going to serve you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's like... Interesting because when you think about it, and uh, we're just jumping all over the place, but it's fine. Yeah, I'm we're just here, we're here to down. talk. We're talking. Um, <laughs> David looked at God and said, "I want to serve you." Yeah, and 
we all choose to serve something mm -hmm. like whether you think it or not, whether you think you're the one being served, like we all choose to serve something and whatever that thing is like, that's the peak of what you can get from it. If right. you serve your job, if you serve like your, I mean, if you serve your career, you serve a video game, you serve whatever, like you mm -hmm. become a slave to that thing. The peak that that thing can offer you is not nearly in the realm of what God can give you. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's not like a what's in it for me type thing, but it's more so like, don't, find yourself like yeah. if you find yourself serving things that are fleeting you know yeah. look at look at the life of solomon people read ecclesiastes and they're like oh you know you can take it one way or the next mm -hmm. but solomon's like you know eat drink be merry do whatever you want live your life early Ani says that and yeah. then later on he's like never mind like that was wrong you yeah know? <laughs> that was <laughs> like, wrong yeah. yeah he's like a chasing after the wind he got to the yeah. end of his life he was the most beautifully dressed man mm -hmm. he had everything son of david like this dude was it. And he got to the end of his life and was like, nah, it's not mm. it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so you serve money. That's where you're going to find yourself. Right. We've all put those financial goals in our life. Mm -hmm. oh, I want to make a hundred K. Then you get there and then you're like, it's like, all right, oh, cool. cool. What? Yeah. Okay. Now I want to make 200 K and maybe you get there and you're like, now I want to make three. When's it going to end? Yeah. When, yeah. And then when you die, yeah, but God, I made a million dollars a year. And he's like, I don't care. I don't care how Where's much that money yeah. at right now. Give it to me. And, he's, and it's useless. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, That's so good though. But yeah, like, you know, kind of a separate rant, but all that to say is like back in, and I had this in my notes, thankfully, but mm -hmm. back in Deuteronomy 11, uh, it just says, and if you will indeed obey my commandments that I command you today to love the Lord, your God, and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, he will give you the rain for land in its season. The early rain and the later rain. Dude, this, there's so much to unpack here. This is so mm -hmm. good. Um, that you may gather in your grain and take your wine and your oil. And he will give you grass in your fields for your livestock, and you shall eat and be full. Take care, lest your heart be deceived, and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. Then the anger of the Lord will be kindled against you, and he will shut up the heavens so that there will be no rain, and the land you yield or in the land you have will yield no fruit, and you will perish quickly off the good land the Lord is giving you. So basically what God is saying there, like if you unpack it all is if you obey my commands, you will live a blessed life. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Um, and again, back in Exodus, I think, I think it's 20, I could be completely wrong here, but he's like, here's what happens if you listen to me, if you obey my commands, here's what happens if you don't, here's what happens if you serve me, here's what mm -hmm. happens if you don't basically. And when you read what happens when you serve God, you're like, that sounds like a pretty sick life. Like I could get behind that. Yeah. My family's taken care of. We have everything we need. We're happy. Like we, or we've got joy, you know? And then of course, now we also have the promises of Jesus and the Holy spirit and so much more. And then he's like, but if you don't, then like, here's what's going to happen. And that's a land that you don't want to be mm -hmm. in. So like, I'll look for it. We'll put it in the notes, but go read the two sides of that, you know, yeah. of that story. And you'll, yeah. you'll be like, okay, wow. What verses was that? Deuteronomy uh, 11. Yeah. Deuteronomy 11, 13 through. And I just have a question mark because I just start typing from my Bible. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't even know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then again, like he made the warning to them and he's like, and again, the, the reason why I'm talking about the obedience mm -hmm. is because like, what you're obedient to is what you're serving. Right. You know, if you're very obedient at work and, you know, doing all that stuff, that's good. But like when it gets to the level of service, like that is your God, mm -hmm. then that becomes a problem. Yeah. Um, and later on in Psalm 106, I think this is a Psalm of David actually. Um, well, no, Psalm 106, I don't think is, but anyway, sorry. Uh, it just says they serve their idols, which became a snare to them. Um, so like a trap, their idols caused them to be trapped away from God. Um, and again, that just ties into Deuteronomy seven, judges two and judge judges two and three. But, um, anyway, it just talks about how 
the prophecy came that Israel was going to mess up and they were going to start to serve other gods and they were going to be kicked out of the promised land and they weren't going to have blessing and they were going to live under persecution all over again. And all this stuff like came to pass because they decided, oh, we want to serve other gods. You know, mm -hmm. Solomon came in, he brought in all the gods. Um, and God's like, I told you what's going to happen. And again, this isn't like a to scare you type of thing, but this is more so like, hey, God told you, like he gave us the blueprint. If we just obey him, then we can live a blessed life. And service is a huge part of like being obedient to God. So, right. Super that's long. Good. Read, but yeah. No, no, no. That's really good. Um, what else did I have here? Uh, I also had like, what did it mean to be a servant? Like, what did it look like? Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, Jesus washed the disciples feet. He died on the cross for our mm -hmm. sin. Um, he taught the people what it means to follow him in Yahweh, like God. When we talk about God, we're talking about Yahweh um, and then repentance, like mm. all these different things go into what it looks like to be a servant right. to Jesus, you know. And ultimately, too, I mean, we talk we talk about it almost every episode, but just modeling your life after Jesus. Yeah. If Jesus did it, like, why wouldn't I? Yeah. I have it in my notes right here. I just said a lot of people think that repentance is just stopping sinning. Like, you know, we've said it before, but like closing mm -hmm. Pornhub or putting down the bottle of alcohol or whatever it is, right. you know. Um, there's but way more to that, though. There's way more to it. So what do you do with that void of time where mm -hmm. you were sinning, where you were doing the things? You just sit there and, you know, yeah. whatever. And it says, and I just said, like, no, repentance is turning from your old ways and aligning your life with Christ, doing what he did, praying, fasting, Sabbathing, studying the word, teaching others, loving others, being in community, sharing meals with strangers and loved ones, rebuking sin building the people around you, sharing the gospel, take time alone with God. He's slow. He was present. And, you know, just like the list goes right, on. These are just right. notes I've taken from like observing the life of Jesus. Um, so like when you stop sinning, you turn away from the flesh or whatever it is, like, mm -hmm. and you turn into these things. Like I know from personal experience, I'm not perfect, but the times in my life where I have like been aware and turned from sin and done the things that Jesus did, dude, you just feel alive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And time doesn't zoom by. It just is like, because you're now present mm -hmm. in the moment and then you're living, you know. And I feel like, and maybe this is because we're followers of Christ and we're in church every Sunday, but yeah. like, I feel like when I go to church, I can, like, I notice a difference between the people who are just like, and, yeah. and this is nothing against, you know, where people are at in their stage of belief, yeah. but like, you can see new people when they come into church and they're like, maybe not worshiping and whatnot, but like, the people who serve on our team at Kingdom City, mm -hmm. bro, so joyful. Yeah. So joyful. Gina. Yes. Just Gina. Dude. Yes. I have her in my notes because I'm like, yeah. Like, bro, like, it's almost like there's nothing could ever go wrong. Mm -hmm. The look on their face, the, the it's like their soul is so full. And honestly, I think what that is, is that's just God placing the Holy Spirit within you after you have given to the people around you. And that's not to say that, like, I'm going to go serve at church because I want God to fill my life. But like, no, like you truly feel joy and you truly feel like your calling is being fulfilled when you're able to serve the people around you. Yeah. And like people have a church face for sure. Yeah. You know, people bring their best in a church, cool, yeah. whatever. But I've seen Gina in public mm -hmm. where she didn't know I saw her and she is the same. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's just the joy of the Lord. Yeah. You can't deny it, you know? Um, and then also along with that, I really hope I don't lose my train of thought on this one. Um, but what, what was one thing you just said? Um, I was talking about when you serve at church, some people who oh, are. Yes. Yeah. Don't get a mistake in when you serve God's people, mm -hmm. you will be blessed. Yeah. 
you will be blessed. Goodness I, will fall on your life. Yeah, and I had that in my notes too. Yeah, this is a 100% guarantee from God. It will happen. Yeah. And I know that's a bold statement mm-hmm. because a lot of people, what you what you need to do is realize what blessed is. Yeah. Blessed is not riches. If bl- being rich was being blessed, then why did Jesus say what he said about the difficulties for yeah. a rich person? That's not blessing. Right. That's potentially a curse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you're Especially if you're not a good steward of God's resources. But- the goodness of God, mm. you know, the, the multiplication of your generations, the salvation, the joy, the reaping of the fruits of the spirit, um, all these different things that God said are good. Like mm-hmm. that's going to fall into your life. That's what yeah. he said. Yeah. And if we believe the word to be true, it's not like, oh, well, yeah, whenever all the stars. No, he says, and it is yep. simple, yeah. you know, and, and I, I had, love that about him. Yeah. And I'm glad, you know what? We were talking about this earlier mm-hmm. um, about words. And when I said uh, we're, we are rewarded when we serve, yeah, I'm so glad that you just said blessed. Yeah. Because I feel like that's way more of, it's just a better word to use than rewarded because people hear rewarded and they're like, all right, I'm going to serve and now I'm going to get something out of it. Yeah. Versus I'm going to serve and God, I know God will bless me, but that's not the only reason I'm going to. Mm-hmm. And I had two verses that support that. And what God says, it's Mark 9, 41. It says, if anyone gives you even a cup of water because you belong to the Messiah, I tell you the truth, that person will surely be rewarded. Mm-hmm. Another one is 2 Corinthians 9, 7. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Yeah. Give with a cheerful heart. Don't mm-hmm. give because God's telling me, all right, I got to tithe or, oh, I got to go give to the homeless or the needy. Like, no, like want to do that. Do yeah. that because your heart is telling you, you know what? That's something that Jesus did. I should do that. Yeah. And there, there's like an element of obedience in there too, where you're going to go through times where you're like, I really don't want to talk to this dude mm-hmm. that's got three kids. And, you know, and you push through that and be right. obedient because God, you know, convicts you. You know, the, the difference between a convicted Christian and a cultural Christian is massive. Mm. I was born into this, so mm-hmm. I'm a Christian, like a, I'm a Republican or Democrat because right. my parents were, or I was born into this. I'm a Christian because my whole family has been, or I grew up in church, like the conviction of the cross, the conviction of Christ, that's what will like propel you forward. Mm-hmm. When you realize like, I need some help yeah. like that because <laughs> yeah. the way that I, this whole life thing that I've got going on is not working I need something better. And then you start to do and read about Jesus and the life mm-hmm. of God and the life of him and how God handles his people. And you're like, okay, I'm going to be obedient in these times where I don't want to be. Right. Um, but yeah, again, like the cheerful giver. Absolutely. Cause God knows your heart. Yeah. If he, if you are giving your, okay, I don't want to give my money. I'm going to give my time. And I'm going to tell people that I serve at a homeless shelter as mm-hmm. part of my church. And I'm going to go to work and tell my boss because that's going to make me look good. Right. Like subconsciously you have that. And I've been there before. That's why I'm saying it. I'm like calling yeah. Zach out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to tell all these people about all these good things I do. Now I'm going to be a good guy and people are going to think I'm good. I'm not good. Yeah. If anything, I'm digging myself a yep. deeper hole right now. Yep. But you know, when you do like have that conviction and God is working through you, you can't help, you can't help, but give, you yeah. can't help to serve others. And again, when you do, you come alive and then you're in the moment. People are like, oh, how's how's the week been? I'm busy. Life's flying by. Da da da. And I get that. Like mm-hmm. I've been there before for sure. But like, there's something about slowing down, being obedient to God. You live present in life. You know, you can get a lot more out of your day and everything that you do. Um, and you turn away from things that are sucking your time and your life away into goodness. And again, like I keep saying it, but you just come alive and you're like, this is the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. I want this because I was obedient because I became a cheerful giver because you know, all these things. Yeah. So. That's so good. And two, to know that just like 
blessing will come. Yeah. Like God's blessing. God. Yeah. God's blessing will come. It won't look like what you want. His will will be done. Yeah. 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 His will is inevitable. Mm -hmm. It's coming. Jesus is coming back. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like whose team are you going to be on, you know? Right. Um, but I also think that there's like, uh, uh, oh, I lost my train of thought actually. You're good. But just kind of all over the place today. (laughs) (laughs) I love it though, dude. I like our conversations like that more than like, this is what we're talking about. And like, no, we study so much. And then we get in the room and we're like, yeah. Well, uh, what else do you have from your notes, dude? Uh, give lot. us another one. Um, another question, or oh yeah, another question I had is uh, why should I serve others and serve God? Mm. You know, um, and I think simply Jesus did, and He says yeah. that yeah. this is how you're great in Matthew twenty three eleven through twelve. Um, I also said that it enriches our life. Share uh, share testimony of a person who serves others faithfully. Oh, <laughs> I just read right off. That's why I don't read from my notes. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to share a testimony on someone, and Gina was the person actually. Yeah. Um, just like, you know, I don't know if she'll hear this or listen to it or whatever, but I'll make sure she does. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna tell her, hey, make sure you go listen to this yeah. episode. But you know, like you see people live their life and um it's more than the joy. It's a mm-hmm. sacrifice, it's the gift that she's been given to be uh She's like a project manager at Cerner, I think, or something like that. And God has just gifted her to be like organizational, to get things done, to be a builder of, you know, people and all that other kind of stuff. And she uses those talents in her relationship with Christ and like people around her, dude, they just flourish just because you want, like, she's, she just like pulls you in and makes you know that like, you know, Jesus, the effect of Jesus is real on other people. Mm -hmm. And I just like myself and I have higher to go to. Like I have another level I need to reach because the peace and the joy and all the, you know, fruits of the spirit that she carries is just like beautiful. And for people that don't know Gina, it's tough because she's a real one. Yeah. She's a real one. Yeah. Yeah. But, and um, two, like, so the other, the the other point I had, did you have more about that? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. uh, Yeah. I mean, I just, this one is kind of cool actually. Um, I just said, it's a lot better. Again, the question is why should I serve others and serve God? And I just said, it's a lot better of a life than being greedy or relying on some fleeting thing to give you protection and comfort. You know, when did God say that I want you to be comfortable? Mm. Um, I don't see it. Yeah. Um, but relying on earthly things like money, our education, our career, other people, our willpower, whatever it is. Um, but relying on earthly things is like relying on a box of paper to keep you afloat in the middle of the ocean. Um, imagine being, in the middle of the ocean, floating there, clutching to a big box of paper, um, knowing that like this thing's going to sink, mm. but you are hoping that it doesn't. Um, and Jesus walks up to you. He calms the storm around you and says, hey, do you want some help? And you're like, mm, no, uh, what's in it for me? Or mm. no, it's really not a good time. Or no, I really like this paper, whatever the case may be. I'd hate to lose it. And you're just like talking to Jesus in this per- like proverbial way. And he's standing on the water. Mm. Like, do you want help or not? And you're like, no, I'm good. No, I want basically my, I want my money. Yeah, I want my paper. Mm-hmm. It's going away. Yeah, um, that's powerful, dude. Did you yeah, think of that? I did. Dang. I, everything I put on here is like, I'm not being like, oh, it's all me. But that's good. I don't want to go and rip people off. That's good, bro. <laughs> that's real good. But yeah. I really like that. Yeah, it's powerful too, because I like I like a word you just said in there. Rely. Yeah. Um, you know how good it feels to have people know that they can rely on you mm-hmm. that's a servant mind that's a servant mindset yeah. to know that whenever you go somewhere like my family for example like they can rely on me 
a hundred percent. I will serve them in any, and not just my family, but anyone in any way that I can. Yeah. Like to know that people can rely on you. That's a blessing from God. Like, yeah. Cause you're leaning on, cause they're leaning on you while you're leaning mm-hmm. on God. I'm leaning on God. And then and you're slowly slipping away and being like, you've been leaning on God the whole time. Yep. <laughs> you yep. know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. That's like discipleship. And they may not see that, mm-hmm. but we know our heart knows like, you can, the, the reason you rely on me and like, I'm not saying this like in like a bragging way, but like the reason you rely on me is because I rely on God. Yeah. I know not, I know God will never lead me astray. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Because like there's the Jesus take the wheel Christians, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, whatever happens, Lord. And I think that there's like a ton of faith oh, yeah. behind that. hundred percent. But he's like, I gave you hands. You better grab that wheel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I'm telling you what to do. You know, yeah. like, so grab the wheel and drive where I'm telling you to go. Yeah. Um, and a big part of that is like, he's going to send people our way that are going to rely on us. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm going to take the credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's all the stuff for me. Here's all the stuff. He's like, you know, you keep leaning on me. I got you. Um, I want to be the man. I want the credit. And then you're going to get in front of heaven and God's going to roll the tape and you're going to be sitting there with cheeky uh, red roses or Mm -hmm. your roses are red because you're embarrassed and you're like, oops, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like I could have done something different there. Yeah. Isn't that crazy to think about? This is a different time. Never mind. We're not going there. Yeah. That's (laughs) crazy to think about though. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to stand before God one day and be like, all right, God, show me what I did wrong. Yeah. Show me where I could have served. We're about time. Show me where, no, we're good. Okay. Show me. I think, yeah, yeah, we got like five, 10 minutes. Oh, I see. I see the time yeah. up there now. See it? That's the first time I've ever seen the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, dang. I for- oh, yeah. Show me where I could have served. You know, mm-hmm. show me where I could have put my money. Show me where I could have put my attention during this time. Yeah. And you're going to look back and be like, oh, shoot. Yeah. Well, because think about like, if you look in the back, and I don't, I probably have said this before. Dang, bro. That's convicting. It is. I just sat here and thought like, damn, bro, I'm, <laughs> I'm spending too much time on my game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the back of your Bible, and I probably have said this before, uh-huh. but if you look at the back of your Bible, for those of you on YouTube, um, oftentimes, or even like on Logos or Logos, however you want to say it, depending on how smart you are. I say Logos. <laughs> but uh, um, you can see like maps of journeys of different people. a bunch people. of maps, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can see the maps and you're like, okay, here's here's Peter, like where he went. Here's Israel, here's where they went. Here's yeah. Paul. And then here's where Jesus went. And like, this is a map of where they went and shared the gospel. Mm. So like, if we're called to be disciples and to serve other people, the best way that we can serve other people is by sharing the good news with them. The good news that Jesus died on the cross. Like we're sinners. You know, Jesus died on the cross to pay for our sin. So when we repent and believe, we can, you know, have eternal salvation through Jesus alone, through the blood of Jesus on the cross. That's the good news, right? So that's what these guys are going around talking about. Mm-hmm. This is what their map looked like. And Paul's has painted up. Jesus has painted up. The rest of them are obviously painted up. But again, you're standing in front of God in heaven and he's like, all right, let me pull down your map. What does mm-hmm. it look like? Like, how often were you sharing the gospel? How often were you just sitting in here? And I'm not like coming after you, but no, you said but the you're game. right. Yeah. But yeah, like. Zach, how often did you just sit in your room and like study your Bible or read about some personal finance thing um, versus like going out and sharing the gospel? Like, what is your map going to look like? If if the gospel is in red, just like the blood of Jesus, Mm. is it going to be at church alone or is it going to be in the streets with your family, with the people who aren't believers, with the people who claim to be, who are cultural Christians, who believe that they're believers, but they're far from God? Like, what is your map going to look like? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's convicting to me because I just think about like, we just have one job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just one job. Yeah. Don't mess it up. And and Jesus is up there like watching and 
He's like, yeah, he's with me. But yeah. sometimes you have that friend that you've let in, that you bring into the club with you, and you're like, I don't really want to bring him, but <laughs> but he wants he wants you there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But again, you just uh, just think about that. Let that yeah. sit on your heart yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. And there's there's levels to that too. Yeah, there's a lot of levels to that. Well, elaborate. What do you mean? So when I say that, I mean, for example, you are a very knowledgeable person when it comes to the Word of God. So too like bad that won't save me. No, no. <laughs> you know what I'm you're saying? right, yeah. right. But you know, you take your time in you know, in your word a lot in, you know, in your room, like you were talking about, but I can also just tell from your fruit that you are doing what God has called you to do. Mm. And I know that, you know, one day when you go to heaven, that God's going to look at you in the face and say, good job, my faithful, faithful servant. Yeah. Even, even when you feel like you're spending too much time in the, in the word, or even when you feel like, you know, you're watching love is blind too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, watching Netflix or gaming or, you know what I mean? Like yeah, even yeah. when you feel convicted of that stuff, like for example, I was just talking about, I'm big, I've been gaming too much. Those are moments where like we can sit back and look and be like, all right, well maybe I should make a shift then. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, you make a change in your life. And again, that's repentance. You're filling that time, that space with something else that God has gifted you with. Yeah. And it's just very, very, it's very humbling to know too, that like, God still loves me, even though I feel convicted in those moments where I could be out serving or spreading the gospel like he's yeah. called me to do. Yeah. And it's not like if you turn on your game, you're going to, you're sinning no, immediately, no, you know? for sure. But in like, we know that, but it's more along the lines of like remembering mm -hmm. despite all the quote unquote good, which yeah. I don't know, you know, I struggle with the word good because I, we, we have good, great, perfect, all the stuff. But like when God said it's good, that's like, that's boom. Yeah. That's like peak. Yeah. We're talking about capital G good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I struggle with the word, like saying the word good right. yeah. just cause I'm like, ah, you know, well, no human dirty. is good. No human <laughs> yeah. is good. So, but when we do these things that God tells us to do, it's good. Yeah. It's good. And it's like, yeah, all that stuff is great. Mm -hmm. It's not going to save you. Only the blood of Jesus is going to save right. you. But also remember you're still, you're doing good things, but you're still doing things that aren't good. Mm -hmm. So you still need grace. You still yep. need mercy. And, you know, you can't lean too much into that because God called us to repent and believe, but also remembering like, yeah, it's like this circle, this never ending cycle of mm -hmm. like, no, I need Jesus. That's the thing I can't escape from. I, I need Jesus. And yeah. if it's not for him, then it's not worth it. Yeah. You know, and if it's not God, it's not good enough. Mm -hmm. So, and let's think too, like some people just have good hearts. You know what I mean? Like yeah. some people, like they might, might not even believe in Jesus, but like they're they out got doing that from good God. stuff. Yeah. A hundred percent. You whether you believe it or not, God's helping you do that. Mm -hmm. That didn't come from your mom. That yeah. came from God. No. Look how good he is. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to no, you're off. good. That yeah. was exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Like there's some people who may not even believe in God, but they're out, you know, doing stuff like serving other people and doing stuff for other people. But all that comes from God, mm -hmm. whether you want to believe it or not. Yeah. So I feel like we've talked a lot, a lot of conceptual stuff about service and like what mm -hmm. it means and what it looks like. But for the listener right there or right now, who's like, okay, um, you know, I have a busy life or I don't have the money to serve other people or I don't mm -hmm. have the time or whatever it is. Um, or just a person who does for yeah. whoever, whoever's listening. Right. I feel like we should cover both. I just on my heart, but mm -hmm. how can I get started being a servant in my life? That's so good. Um, I'm sure you have some points, but I'll, I'll yeah. drop a few as well. Uh, 
I would say I would say start small. Start with the people that are close to you in you know whether it's your family, Dang friends. It. Is that was that one of yours? Ripped it off my back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, start with yeah. Start small. You know, family, friends, uh, coworkers, whatever, whoever you're comfortable with. Yeah. You know, maybe you text them one day before work and you're like, hey, can I get you something before work starts? Ooh. Or um, you're about to head to the gym. Hey, can I grab you something before we head to the gym? Or you know, something as small as that 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 person may be like, dang. That was nice of them. Yeah. I wonder where that came from. Well, it came from God. Mm-hmm. But like, it's small stuff like that where you're starting off with like making sure that making sure that someone feels welcome, loved, or noticed or comfortable because you're willing to step out of your comfort zone and say, hey, I can help you out with this. Yeah. Yeah. Because like John 12, 26, that was perfect. It says, if anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. Mm. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. You know mm. what I'm saying? Um, and like earlier in uh, the text, verse 25, Jesus is talking about, or talking to some Greeks who want to see Jesus. Like they want to see him. No yeah. different than like we want to see LeBron at a game, you know? <laughs> um, and he's basically telling them that for the sake of humanity, he must die and we must serve him. It's a circle of serving each other with God at the center, mm. you know? Um, and so what I'm trying to get at with that is, when we serve the people around us, like what we're doing is we're serving God, his people, um, Jesus is serving us. And it's just like, again, a circle of and people notice that too. Yeah. That's and a, like God sent you. That's so important yeah. because like we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Like when you, when you are showing people that when you're putting on display that you are a follower of Christ and like you're doing what God has called you to do, people notice that and they're like, bro, something's different about him. Like, oh, yeah. I need to start living more like that. Yeah, yeah. And that ultimately, that's what God has called us to do. Like be a servant to others and spread the gospel and be a follower of Christ, be a disciple of Jesus. Like when you start to do those things, all that's going to do is help build the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Because like at first for me, at least it felt like a lot of acting and like, I'm doing these things, so now I have to act like things are going really great. So for I have me. to act like a Christian, or I have to yeah. act like a Christian, or act like my life is on the up and up. Yep. Like I'm making more money, and I have to act like I'm traveling and doing mm-hmm. all this stuff. When in reality, it's like, no, no, put all that stuff that you think is good aside, and let God's actual goodness pour over you. Mm-hmm. And then you look up and you're like, oh, all those things that used to matter to me, they don't matter right. anymore. Yeah. You know. And I and I understand like for a lot of people that might be hard to hear or hard to like wrap your mind around because it was so hard for me to wrap my mind around like goodness mm. for the longest time because i had a definition and like now as i'm getting a little bit older and way smarter people are speaking in my life it's starting to shift that definition and i'm realizing like no i'm living in god's goodness like that's right. what this is yeah. you know all those worries and stresses and hopes that i had before like they don't matter because mm-hmm. all my hope all my faith all my joy everything that is about me is wrapped up in christ and if he's not real then like that's it for me mm-hmm. but i know that he is yeah. you know um and yeah, he put all your chips on him and you're like, let it ride. I'm yeah, good. let it I, ride. I feel yeah. good because yeah. he told me yeah, that's going to hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else did you have for um, starting for serving? Oh, yeah. I had uh, sharing a meal with someone you want to reach. Mm. Um, could be, again, I say this with caution, could be a stranger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we or, did that one time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, or with a close loved one, share the gospel with them and use the Bible as common ground, mm. you know, because something that you're going to find when you start to like try to serve people, um, especially when you're trying to serve them, the word of God, the good news, the gospel is a lot of people uh, sadly have it all figured out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I say that with quotes around. Um, but 
saying, okay, like you got to find common ground with this person. We'll talk about it later. It's something mm -hmm. that I think is like so important, but, um, being like, okay, you're, you're a believer. And I don't necessarily see that in your life. Yeah. I'm not judging you, but I'm right. just coming to you as a fellow believer and pointing out like, and I would hope you do the same for me, mm -hmm. you know, like if you're a believer, then like, we understand there's a tension there, but it's like a tension that stretches us. It's a good tension that helps us grow and expand the kingdom of God. Right. But anyway, you use the Bible as common ground, like, okay, you're a believer. Let's look at the word, see what mm -hmm. it says and like figure out why it is that you think the way that you do. And a lot of people will be like, well, it's not, my faith isn't really based on the Bible. And it's like, okay, then you don't believe in God. Yeah. You know, you don't believe in Yahweh. You might right. believe in lowercase G God. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, that's a completely different <clears throat> topic. But, um, and then last was just like, pray that God would send you people to, to serve mm. and inspire you in ways like give you inspiration to serve other people, get creative, whatever it looks like. Um, yeah. Cause he'll set you up. Yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll give you the tools. Yeah. He, he always has. Mm -hmm. Um, so again, what are you going to do with them? So, yeah. No, those are great, dude. Yeah. I love that. Um, um, do we have homework? We do We do not have homework at the moment, okay. but we will for sure. We will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it'll be <clears throat> it'll be on the Instagram then. We'll yeah. figure it out. This is only episode one of serving because we literally <clears throat> got through like a yeah. quarter. But yeah. yeah. And there's always more to talk about serving because obviously Jesus did a lot of it. So like we No didn't way even, to talk about you know, it an hour. Honestly, we didn't even touch on miracles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so crazy we didn't touch on the people who have served us yeah we, we, yeah we missed a lot um but stay tuned because we're not done. yeah we're not done we're <laughs> yeah. not done okay well uh we will have the holy hustle homework ready for you guys uh at some point this week and it'll then, be up by the time the podcast is yeah ready. yeah um Unless which will be which will be tomorrow well no i'll post it tomorrow okay bet yeah. yeah yeah i think i'll post it tomorrow i should have everything edited today but anyway God yeah willing. Yeah, God willing. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you guys. Make sure you guys, uh, this will probably be in the homework, but go serve someone this week. Yeah. Some way, <laughs> somehow, some shape, some form. Mm -hmm. And uh, like always, we love you guys. We appreciate you guys. Make sure you guys hit the follow button, whatever platform you're on. And we will be praying for you guys. We love you guys. And we'll see you in the next episode. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Chose to cleanse me up. Now I'm testifying. Know your greatness. This a different love.